I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. The Raiders and Raider Nation enjoyed a football-like substance. That's what I like to call preseason play. It's not yeah, football. Right. It's not not football. It's a football-like substance. And it's when football really starts to feel football-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders were home at Allegiant Stadium. Didn't really feel like a home game that much. If a lot of red out there. A lot of red. Awful lot. So I was in Las Vegas this morning. I was the one Raider fan, like, leaving Las Vegas, as opposed to everyone coming into Las Vegas. And it was a lot, like, Harry Reid Airport. A lot of red. A lot of orange. Yeah. But a lot of disappointed. Red and orange. God, that fucking guy is handsome, dude. Jesus Christ. A lot of love in that, man. My chick, uh, the Raiders my, dominate. My chick calls him uh, my my boyfriend. I'm like, he's not my boyfriend, number one. It's like, I don't like him. I'm in like with him. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, maybe. I, I heard I my little my sister say that in high school one time. She's like, I like him, but I'm not in like with him. I thought, oh, my God, that's the best line I've ever heard. I can definitely see sister saying that. That's that's Elise. I like him. Like the like 15-year-old Elise. I like him, but I'm not in like with him. Uh, Raiders dominate. I gotta to say, seven. Elise gives the best freaking neck hugs. The one she just jumps on you and like st- almost strangles you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she has four older brothers. Two of them were pro fighters. All four of them wrestled. Yeah. So she had to learn she, to survive. She's, she's cracked like that the last vertebrae up by my skull a couple of times. Yeah. Her husband, her husband uh, teaches jujitsu in Nashville. Like, that's what it requires. Uh, so the story going into this nationally was the 49ers quarterback situation. Who's going to be the main backup, right? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be Sam Darnold? Uh, but the real story was Aiden O'Connell. Farva. Raiders rookie. Fourth round pick out of Purdue. We were hot on him before. We were the one. I, I will say, we're the one YouTube show slash podcast that was high on him before the Raiders drafted him. Remember? Dude, before the Raiders drafted him, we were talking about him. Aiden well, O'Connell. Now let's not start. It's too early to start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. It was one no, preseason I get it. game. It's one preseason game. I get it. But Aiden O'Connell, 15 of 18, 141 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. Sacked once. And one of them was the uh, was a drop by by Tucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, man, it was just a random dude that I fully expected us to take a, a, a wider, uh, excuse me, a quarterback a little bit sooner than the fourth round. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? Let me watch some Hainer tape. I watched some Hainer tape. I watched uh, Farva. Like, I watched a couple of guys. I'm like, all right, let me see what they got. Yeah, and I'm like, huh. His tape doesn't look all that good. Why is there buzz around this guy? And then I looked at his fucking 2021 film, and I'm like, mm, that's where it was. He, st- yeah. he stuck around after 2021 for his last season, but he lost his top three targets. He lost his offensive coordinator. 
He lost three of his five offensive linemen. And he was playing for Purdue in the Big Ten. Yeah, man. Like, he <laughs> he lost pretty much everything that you would want as a quarterback. His, his targets, his play caller, and his protection. He yeah. lost all of that. And he had – I mean, it wasn't an appreciable drop-off, but it was a drop-off from, from the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, car TSL. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Look, we knew – we knew a lot of things from what we we heard and what I saw on tape, and I know you looked at him too. He wasn't going to go in there and be overwhelmed, right? He was going to be prepared. He was going to be on time, and he's he's going to know where to go with the ball. Yeah. And we saw all of that. We saw the anticipation. We saw, uh, it was a little subtle throw that first longer throw to uh, Fotheringham. Mm-hmm. He wasn't open. But he threw it a little bit off to the side and made Fotheringham adjust to the ball. I don't know if you saw that. Real subtle thing, but those things make a huge difference. And, I mean, I I, I liked what I saw. He was against some starters initially, but afterwards it was against a bunch of backups. But, I mean, you still got to get the job done. It was was basically second string versus second string with a couple exceptions. But, But he was absolutely fantastic. And uh, so, like, all, like, Raiders creators and podcasters, like, there's there's nothing I hate more than media beefs. Because, like, what's the best possible scenario, right? You're mean to each other on Twitter. Like, it's stupid. We're the ones of the media family that are just, like, friends with everybody. We're just like, all right, like, we're all here for the same thing, the Raider Nation. Like, your little petty squabbles, that's not what we're about. Yeah. But I will take a stand and say Aiden O'Connell, Arva, and his potential success – that's us. We, we are driving we are the bandwagon train well before everybody. You else. guys can all hop on the bandwagon. Yeah. But we're driving. Windbags it. jump on board. But jump we on board. On that, like, we were all, all the we creators were... jump on it. Windbags jump on it. Fans jump on that bandwagon. There is room for everybody. But Soto and I are in the driver's seat. Or we're rotating. One of us is bartending and the other one's in the driver's seat. And then we rotate. Like this is this is our bandwagon, Aiden O'Connell. Look. We saw Farva early and we're like, dude. And this system, right? Perfect. You're a little higher Perfect. on his arm strength. I still think his arm strength is still like a weakness. I don't think it's a problem, though, is what I'm trying to say. It agreed. Oh, well, look, it, it is a weakness, but he knows how to throw out of it. He makes up with it with anticipation, timing, and touch, right? Like um, like tight throws instead of like there's quarterbacks with rockets, right? So if it's like a slant with a guy that's covered, I'm just gonna rocket it right into the breadbasket and not give anyone time to get there, right? Um, outs right against the sideline. I'm just going to rocket it right where, you know, I'm gonna, my ball's going to get there before the DB knows what's up, right? That's not his game. His game is I'm going to get it exactly to the right spot. I'm going to lead my receiver. I'm going to put just, just the right amount of touch on it to put it, to give my receiver time to get there. So it's like, look, I, he cannot have arm strength and stay, not, you know, he has arm strength. Pro Bowl arm strength? No. Starting NFL quarterback arm strength, eh, even then, I don't know. But you can make up for it. You can definitely make up for it. There's plenty of quarterbacks that have had a ama- Michael Vick had a fucking beautiful ball with incredible arm strength. Accuracy was never good. Aiden O'Connell, opposite. You got to be accurate, great timing. He made up for all that stuff. And that's, and that's the beauty of coming from one of the weakest programs of a really big conference, right? Played for. Purdue in the Big Ten. He was going against Michigan, Ohio State, all these guys where it's like, look, you're going against Blue Chips. Wisconsin, Nebraska. Like, like he was throwing to white wide receivers. You brought that up before. Dude, 
that's what he was dealing with. He was dealing with white, not Ivy League throwing to white receivers, not Division Three West Coast white receivers, Big Ten white receivers, and he was still putting up great numbers. You put him in a good system. Imagine him now throwing to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Like that's what that's what happens when you have guys in in those situations that are on inferior teams against top-notch defenses. You're like, oh man, his numbers were great. Look, he had these three really terrible games. Yeah, you're gonna. When you're Purdue against Ohio State, you're gonna have bad games. But when it's a level level playing field in the NFL where everyone has a salary cap. All of a sudden, you can shine. Yeah, man. Look, let's not fool ourselves here. Aiden O'Connell, everything that Aiden O'Connell has can get better in the NFL, including his arm strength. He gets put on, you know, he's a pro lifting system, a pro throwing program. He can strengthen his arm. Uh, You know, better coaching, better quarterback coaching, better mechanics. He can get his arm stronger. That's the other part, too, right? You think you're getting the best coaching in the world at Purdue? Nah, not really. No. So look, uh, yeah, it was it was it was an impressive showing. Again, it's preseason. It's not against all number ones. It's against a, initially a mix of ones and twos, and then a lot of twos, and then some twos and threes later on. He played the, kind of what I said. He's going to play the first half, first three quarters, then then they're going to throw garbage and they're at the end. Yeah. Uh, but you have to do it now before you can do it against ones. Mm-hmm. So it's good that he checked that box. Um, and we'll, we'll get to the other big story, the Raiders defense. Um, I think, I think the bad quarterback play of the Niners was a big part of this. Uh, the Raiders pass rush was a really big story. We'll get to all that really big story. We'll get to all that. Um, but to to me, the big story for us is Aiden O'Connell, which is weird because he's a fourth round rookie when he's no chance of starting unless knock on wood, I'm not even going to say what's going to potentially what could happen, but it's part of the story. Um, I loved him playing almost the entire game. I remember at, at half, there were some, you know, even our, our boy San GT was like, all right, he's done for the day. Here's his stats. Nope. Kept going. Because what's the point of having Hoyer play some, you know I mean, it's like, we got to see what we got with Brian Hoyer. Like, you know, he's the 17, what, 17, 18 year vet. Something like, that. something like that. We know exactly what we have with Hoyer. Aiden O'Connell's the one who's like, let's get those reps. Let's get him going. Let's get him against multiple looks. Let's get him throwing on our, with our third string guys, our third string O-line, et cetera. Um, love the call. Have Aiden O'Connell just be in there. I hope, I hope he plays three quarters of all three preseason games. So we know what we know. Look, the coaching staff knows what they have in these quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. They know Garbers is going to be a practice squad guy. Yep. We all know that. We know what, what what's going to be the difference is you want Aiden O'Connell to unseat Hoyer for the backup role. You want that to happen. And then you have Hoyer be like your emergency guy, right? Yep. So, yeah, do the same thing we did last year with Stidham. Stidham took almost all the snaps in preseason mm-hmm. because we knew what we had in car. We knew he was going to be the star. We knew he was going to be unseat, especially before the season even started. Throw your backup out there. Have him get the most reps he can. And Stidham was coming back from uh, an injury. He came back the midseason the year before, so didn't really have a training camp that year. Okay, that's what we did last year. This year, we got a kid, good good head on his shoulders, uh, has good tools. Let's see what we could do against faster competition. He went out there, and I think we're going to see this the next game as well, and maybe even in the third game. And look, we're not going to say, look, we're not out here saying Aiden O'Connell's going to be a pro bowler or even really a starter, right? When you draft a fourth rounder from, he's a Big Ten football player, but a Purdue guy, 
fourth rounder, you're looking at probably like a good backup. That's that's the that's the most likely semi-positive scenario for Aiden O'Connell, and I'm still sticking to that. I'm, I still think that's you know until proven like it, otherwise. That we've we've seen three quarters of preseason football. Yeah. Right? Let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Um, however, I think with the tiny little bit of evidence we have, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to like, and that's a big part of this. Um, real quick, just aside, talking of uh, former ex uh, Raiders quarterback, see Jared Sidham at all um, against the Cardinals? I did not. Five of fifteen looked like shit. Absolute garbage. It's different when you like when terrible. you don't have a system that that's that's conducive to like completions. You know, it's, it's also Denver too. Like I think I think. Dude, Denver fucking still Wilson bad. looked bad too. Fucking Ruffle looked pretty bad too. I mean, like, look, like, I'm really, I hate saying it now because he's a Bronco, but, you know, I'm still going to admit it. Like, I hate the fact that they got such a great coach and it's going to be a long term problem for us for a while. But you don't, you don't turn that bad of a franchise around in one offseason. It's still the Broncos. They're still terrible. And it's still Ruffle. Still Ruffle. Uh, also, um, you watch any Derek Carr today? Uh, I saw some, uh, hi- I saw like a highlight on my phone. Yeah. He, so drive, all right? Saints quarterbacks played great. He had a, he had, he played one drive touchdown was like eight of 10, something like that. Um, and then Jameis Winston took over the next drive through like a 50 yarder score. It's like 14 to three or something against the chiefs. And I was watching it because I was flying home and I was, it was just, it was on NFL network and I was watching. I was like, Oh, Derek Carr's doing good somewhere else. Half of Raider nation stoked half of Raider nation's pissed, but a hundred percent of Raider nation was excited to watch the Chiefs' first defense get diced to pieces. Dude, they, that was their starters. They had they, everyone but Chris, starters. Chris Jones. Yeah, it, it was, was nothing like it was nothing like our game. It was starters no, 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 versus no. starters, and their Chiefs' defense looked like they were average last season. Pretty much like right middle of the road and almost like everything. 16, 15, something like that. And about and about everything. Like they're pretty. Mm-hmm. In fairness to them, they're pretty consistent. There wasn't you know generally consistent average defense, and when you know fucking. Patrick Mahomes, you can get away with it, right? They look like hot garbage. Chiefs Dude, well, you don't have Chris Jones makes that defense just different. Yeah. Without him in there, yeah, it's a big, it's a big drop off. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't pissed about about uh, how he did. It, it just, I don't, it didn't register to me. It, I'm, 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 I was more focused on what the things that I wanted to look at in this game. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, there's more fans like that like me then uh you know maybe even content creators who are you know I, I just don't get it content creators that are making content for a raiders channel talking about how much they're they're, they're excited about the saints doing well this season and this is what i was hoping and that's what i was hoping was a unifying thing for raider nation it's like Derek carr and jimmy james winston just pushing the shit in of the chiefs defense. Like, I don't care what yeah, you, you don't care where you stand on Derek Carr. You love seeing that chiefs defense. It's, look, man, look, this is That's the, this tight. is the first year that big money kicked in for, uh, for Mahomes. right? Last mm-hmm. year still wasn't a big cap hit. It's going to cost you. a huge cap. Hit. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference. It's a big reason why they moved, moved around uh, a lot of uh, that, the tight ends money. It's the reason why they let Tyreek go. It's the reason why Chris Jones is pissed off because they haven't paid him. It's the reason why they let Frank Frank Clark go. It's there's a reason to let let some of these guys go. A couple mm-hmm. of seasons ago, they let Tre'Davious Ward go, one of their best corners, and let him go. He's in San Francisco now. They, they were they were planning for this season to hit, 
which was the huge Mahomes cap hit. Yep. Uh, and you could like you could only pay so many guys so much, and then you're 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 asking year after year after year for for low price guys to play like high price talent, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Now it was only one preseason game, but the Chiefs and the Saints didn't have the uh, luxury of having a lot of joint practices like we do. That's why we see ones on ones because we had joint practices to do that. Our ones on ones were have been working the last few days, and we beat the shit out of them then too. Yeah. But they didn't have that with the Saints and with uh, with the the, um, the the Chiefs. So they had to do maybe at least one quarter or a few drives of ones on ones, and it didn't look good. It didn't look good at all. Uh, M85 was saying exactly what I was thinking as you were talking, Soto. Um, and again, like I hate giving him credit, but in fairness to the Chiefs, like, all right, let's go all in last season and then we'll start chipping down and, and turn into a Super Bowl for him. Like, you know, the plan worked. Congratulations. Yeah. Fuck off. Right. Uh, now the Chargers are in the same situation. It's an extension with their quarterback. And so this year is still an easy year for him, but then it gets exponentially worse the next few So seasons. you're going to see Mac gone. You're going to see. Yep. Maybe you lose a linebacker, yep. um, someone in the secondary. Like they're they're going to be losing guys because it's like it, when that cap hit rolls through, you're paying a guy what he's he's getting paid what this year like freaking twelve or something like that maybe fifteen yeah. million, like that, that triples next year. And uh, and just as the Raiders are resetting, the Chargers and Chiefs are having to retool because of their quarterback fees. Again. <laughs> Week one of the preseason, but this is things to think. We know we think way ahead. You know what I'm saying? Guys, look, to think look, ahead. I understand what you guys are saying, or what you guys might be thinking, but you have to you have to take that into account, and, and and that's why one of the reasons why I wasn't as hard as some on this current regime because of the dead cap hit last year and the dead cap hit this year. It's 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 it's, it's the same principle. It's money that you should get that you're not paying for, like, like you or the players that you can't get. Mm. And, and and you're you're finally play, paying that quarterback a big amount of money. It's a huge chunk that basically one year to the next. It's the same player that you were paying almost nothing to the year before, but you're mm. paying a ton of money to this next year. And it's just like you have to make those tough decisions on who to pay and who not to pay and who to backfill with and stuff like that. So development's going to be a big issue. Drafting development uh, and scouting is going to be huge. And it, honestly, it's really hard to do unless you have those core guys as a, that are sprinkled across your, your roster. So uh, most starters, I don't think there's a single starter that really did play. Um, most in it, but the bulk of the starters didn't play. Deshaun Reed tweeted out um, the Raiders that didn't play today. Uh, Garoppolo, Johnson, DeAndre Carter, Jacoby Myers, Colt Miller, Max Crosby, Jerry Tillery, Bilal Nichols, Devon Diablo, Nate Hobbs, Marcus Epps, Javon Merrick, multiple others. Any one of those guys you wanted to see play? Any guys who didn't play today that you're like, uh, I would have preferred to see him in this situation? Um, I kind of wanted to see what DeAndre Carter can do in the offense, but mm-hmm. I get the fact they wanted to see some of the younger guys. I get the fact, because DeAndre Carter, Trey Tucker are almost the same guy. I think yeah. Trey Tucker is a little bit faster than, than Carter, but they play the same role. Um, I wanted to see Tillery in there just to see um, how he would be against the run. I know he's a good pass rusher, but um, other than that, I, I think I, I know what we have with the other guys. I don't think we saw Hunter Renfro either, no? Nope. No Renfro either. Yeah. He was in street clothes. Um, and these were like the non-obvious ones, right? Like Devontae Adams obviously didn't play with you know injury and a um, bunch of other guys that didn't play as well. 
so real quick again on let's stick with the offense for just another little bit. And then we'll get to, I think what the big story was, it was the defense. Uh, here was the starting offense for the Raiders today. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, obviously in a quarterback Zeus in a running back, Philip Dorsett, Keelan Cole and Trey Tucker playing wide receiver, Jacob Hallster at tight end. And this was their starting O line. And they played really well from left tackle going across to the right. Justin Huron, Dylan Parnum, Rustin Grasso, Greg Van Ruten, and Just Jermaine. Part of. <laughs> I'm not, I'm never going to get some of these guys' names right. So two potential starters played with Parham and Illuminor. Everyone else, it's like, all right, kind of second string dudes. Um, Van Roten might start. And Zamir White might start, obviously, with everything that's going on with Josh yeah, Jacobs. Yeah. So this offense uh, came out, played great. Touchdown on the opening drive. O-line played really well. Um, let's we already talked about Aiden. Let's talk about Zeus. Mm-hmm. Played really strong. Um, we're starting to like it was. I've been curious, like what his NFL game is. Like how how like, I saw him in Georgia a little bit. Mm. How what does his NFL game look like? I think this is the first time we got a real good look at it. It's weird because he runs like a he's not a huge running back, but he he plays oh, like dude. one. He plays big. Right? He's he's tough north south. But he does have that explosive speed. So unlike, um, I don't know, like a Derrick Henry or like a Jerome Bettis, like just like one of those guys that play big, he can beat everybody if he gets out of the box. And that's how he played. And um, and it's and that's a nice role to have. Now, when we saw him have to make cuts, take some sweeps, didn't see a lot of good stuff out of him. No, but in between no, the tackles, in between the tackles, there's your gap. That's his game, and he played it really well. 13 carries, 43 yards. And a touchdown his long only nine yards yeah so he reminded me of a smidge slower more powerful darren mcfadden mm-hmm. straight you know straight line speed yes can hit the hole hard yes hard to bring down yes all those things yes check 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 not the greatest change in directions not as shifty um and that's 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 what makes Josh Jacobs special. Um, he can keep the majority, if not all, of his speed while changing direction. Yeah. Can't really cut. Can't really stick his foot in the ground and 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 change. He's going to have to, you know, identify ahead of time which hole he wants to hit and just run full force at it. That's just who, the runner that he is, which is very Darren McFadden ish. Uh, super chats are open, starting with Ty Davis. Thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it. The tight end father can't spell his name. Fotheringham. Fotheringham. You were close. I thought I, I have so I have the whitest name in America, Randall John Clifford the second. Like I sound like I make beef Wellington for a living. Cole Fotheringham. Pretty close. Pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. He uh, makes he, make, he makes the uh, the 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 roasted uh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, and he's wearing a monocle while he does it. <laughs> uh, the tight end Fotheringham did great. Yeah. Five receptions, 71 yards. Uh, he had a 21-yard um, reception. Five for five on his targets. And he's like, we were like, is he even going to make the roster? But he had a great well, game. He's going to be the third, the third freaking tight end. That's why they let go of, uh, of uh, your boy OJ. That's why the juice got cut loose. Right? The juice is loose now because of, yeah. of Fotheringham. Cole Fotheringham has let the juice <laughs> loose. Because of fathering harm. His family summers in the Hamptons. Um, what else on the offense? Um, o line looked good. 
O-line played well. I think I think I was more so with the run game, I was more impressed with the O-line than I was with Zeus. I think Zeus played played good, played well. That, that I think they, run. No one touched them until no they one, tackled them. Like I think were, uh I, I think the O-line should should get a 60% credit goes to O-line on the run game, 40% I think goes to Zeus. Great blocking. Great blocking yeah. by the O-line. In fairness, um there, there was very little defensive starters, but I think our our second string with two potential starters against their second string D-line, we were better. Greater than. I agree. Us. Uh, so let's move on to the defense. And what we, what have we been talking about with this defense forever is, at least I have, and I, I think you've been more or less on board, is, all right, if you don't have a good defense, if you don't have good personnel, at least try to have an identity. At least try to have a system say, hey, we're going to do this well and build off of it. We're going we're gonna to play off of this. And and that's, that's going to be the foundation of our next step. And I can't, I keep using the example with Gus, Gus Bradley two seasons ago. Not a good defense. A very bad defense. But they did one thing well. They limited big plays, both passing and running. It was very rare, and that played well, played to Trevon Merrick's strengths. Um, it played to a lot of strengths in other guys. And we, we didn't give up big plays. We gave up everything else, but we didn't give up big, you know, bad in, the, bad in the red zone, bad against the brush, bad against the pass, terrible against sacks, terrible with turnovers, but we didn't give up big plays. It's like, okay, there's, we're, we're going to build off that. Obviously, we didn't. New regime, Gus Bradley's gone, except. It's so awesome when we hear someone like Max, Max Crosby talk about the defense. And then literally the week that he did that press conference, we saw it come to fruition. We're flying around. We're being aggressive. We're getting in their face. And that's what we saw. We saw a very aggressive defense. We got two sacks in the opening drive. Um, we can have the debate on how much of that was Trey Lance versus how good our pass rush was, but just opportunity. You take advantage of opportunities that come, and the Raiders did. Bunch of sacks, held them to seven points. Uh, DBs were sticky. Pass rush was in their face. They were flying around. It was the defense that Max Crosby described. Aggressive, attitude. A little. We'll get to a little bit over-aggressive, but I would. But if that's your identity, say, okay, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us because we're over-aggressive. And that's what we saw just hours ago. Yeah, I mean, they were aggressive, but they weren't, like, penalized a bunch or anything like that. Um uh, what I mean by over over aggressive is like they did a couple misdirections that just caught us completely off guard because it's like yeah. we're all flowing one way and they went the other right like I think when it, I think if it's the starting Niners offense that are so good at that it would be a, you know like it's like okay that's how we beat the Raiders is something like the the Niners starting offense but um yeah but there's a foundation there there's an, yeah. there's an attitude and there's a there's a foundation and now you build from that as opposed to offensive coordinators being like double team max and then do whatever you want now it's like okay they're gonna be really aggressive we have to make adjustments we have to build a game plan we have to try to play out of their strengths yeah man what we saw was a a pretty dominant defensive line mm -hmm. uh a, a linebacking group that would fly to the ball and mm -hmm. uh sticky dbs man there was not wide open receivers anywhere. Everyone had a, a everything was contested or just out of the break. A very good, like a very good timing pass, stuff like that. But no, no run after catch. I mean, as soon as the ball was caught, boom, on the ground. Yep. Uh, you know, flying to the ball, punching out the ball. You know, forcing fumbles. You know, some dropped interceptions, but and also an interception. 
get in the lanes, just knowing where they had to be. There was no like Spider-Man meme where everyone's pointing at each other. Everyone knew where they were supposed to be. Everyone was flying to the ball. Uh, and it doesn't take talent to be able to do that, to know where you're supposed to be and to give effort. And that's what they did. So um, I doubt that the second and third string defense is doing things that the first string defense isn't doing. But they just have more talent, right? Uh, and, and we heard that through the joint practices as well, that that's what was going on. Uh, flying to the ball, uh, you know, very turnover and, and ball-minded. Uh, uh, um, I would say the only the the only downside I would see the defense is like you mentioned the dropped interceptions. There was multiple. Duke Shelley had one, um, at least one other, maybe two others, and then Webb's interception return that was almost a touchdown. That was uh the receiver just bouncing off his chest. And credit to Sam Webb, right play, right time, right place, good reaction, got the ball. Uh, good downfield blocking by the defense for Webb to make that return all the way down to the one. Right, so um, good things there. Uh, but that's, again, I always talk about this, man. Like some defense, some offenses, you have to let them beat themselves because we think, you know, we're sometimes so stuck in the Raider bubble. We think dysfunction. We're like, all right, it's just us. It's like, there's a lot of dysfunction in the NFL and you can go, you can be a pretty decent defense. If you, if you just like let teams make the mistakes and be there to capitalize immediately. And that was that big interception. Um, but there's really no excuse for that Duke Shelley drop. There was no excuse for a couple other ones, especially when that's been such a big priority for the for the Raiders, right? Like they drafted undersized DBs mostly because of their hands. Like, okay, you might lose some 50-50 balls if you're defending a you know a six-three wide receiver, but we'll make it up with turnovers. So yeah, uh, again, one one preseason game. We know what the focus is. Those DBs are gonna have to spend some time in the jug machine. For sure. We can't be doing that. The uh, our defense if we need to, if for us to uh, be able to live our identity, right? The identity that we want to have, we have to catch those balls. We do that and it's a shutout, you know? Yep. And um, even though that happened, a lot, a lot of other stuff, really good stuff still happened for us to be able to build off of. But no game's going to be perfect, right? Uh, you know, we had, you know, a couple of drop passes offensively. Uh, maybe, you know, Zeus can be a little bit more patient mm -hmm. identifying the hole before he hits it. Uh, defensively, yeah, man, we got to, we, we uh, you know, squeeze those balls when we get them. It's like you like it. Squeeze both balls. If you can get both balls in your hand, give them a squeeze. You're a winner. Uh, we'll start taking some looks here. Ty Davis. Zeus is definitely no Josh Jacobs, but he definitely didn't do bad. I think there needs to be, like, you know, let's say Josh Jacobs isn't played for us this season, hypothetically. Zamir White's clearly going to be the starter. He was drafted to be so in Josh Jacobs' absence. There needs to be an understanding of what he is and what he isn't, right? Josh Jacobs, and I think also we forget, Josh Jacobs was a little bit more limited of a player most of his career outside of last season. He was never a, I'm going to break away and, you know, break off a 70-yarder until last season. He was never really a big threat out of the backfield until last season. He can never be counted on to stay healthy until last season. We saw the best of Josh Jacobs last season. Zamir White, we saw his limitations, right? This is the first time, you know, he got what? A total of 25, 30 carries last season? Like, barely, like not a lot at all, 
right? Very, very few action, right? Something, like something like that, right? So this is him, his chance to like kind of start get getting something together, get some flow, momentum is part of being a running back, right? I think it's time to understand, like, look, we know who he is between the tackles, north and south guy with breakaway speed, which I think is kind of what we need more. We've got such a big running back room. We got bigger threats out of the backfield. We have a big fullback. Um, short passes, we've got guys for that as wide receivers with Tucker and um, and Hunter, and obviously Devontae could do anything. He can he can just fit that role. And that's how Josh McDaniels runs his running back room and offense anyway. His running backs have their roles and they specialize. So I think what we're going to see, if, here's a big if, if we don't have Josh Jacobs, we're going to get a lot of different running backs. We're not going to get, no one's going to step into that role. I think uh, Josh Jacobs has the tools that, uh, and they're all high-level tools that Josh McDaniels covets in a running back. So he doesn't have to use multiple guys to get what he wants out of one back. He has that one guy. Um, so, yeah, I can see definitely there being a mix. Uh, and look, we ran the ball 35 times. Did we run for a ton of yards? Like a 120 or something like that. No, but it's not, it's not terrible. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's a little bit sub four yards a, a carry, but uh, it, it kept the ball moving. It kept the offense, it kept the defense honest. Um, and as long as we're still making positive plays through the run game, you know, we, we what, ran for a couple of, you know, but three touchdowns we ran for, I think it was two, two touchdowns run in, oh, two, um, two, and two, two, two passes. passing through rushing. Okay. Yeah, man. It's look, it, it's a balanced game. We, we didn't, we didn't throw the ball 35 times. It was right. it was a great balanced game. I mean, it was like, like you said, under three, thirty throws, right? Three point four yards a carry for running backs, below average, but kept everything. You know, two passing touchdowns, um, one rushing touchdown, and I would I would count the you know Sam Webb's like to the one. I would count that points on the defense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's an interception return to the one, and that's kind of that's a balanced that's a balanced score what else sheet. Do you want man? Two yeah, two two great again. Daniel Carlson. Possibly give enough hand jobs from the autumn win bags. He's still great. Kicking 50 yarders like they're nothing. Automatic. Such a blessing. I think Raider fans forget what life is like when you don't have an automatic kicker. We take it for granted. I will not let you guys forget what it's like to have a bad kicker because we have a great one. This is this is the type of balanced points effort that I want to see. One big defensive play to the one. Uh, balanced running attack. Two and in. Balanced passing attack, the bulk of it. With our offense, it should be mostly a passing attack anyway. This is this is what I like. Mostly passing. Defense keeping them honest. Uh, 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 running game keeping them honest. Defense give, giving us one big play like they did today. Yeah, man. I mean, one, one thing I think is maybe a little bit different here is we, we threw the ball. I think we ran the ball like 10 times more than we threw it. Uh, 35 rushes, 23 passing attempts. Yeah. That's, that's more of what Josh Jacobs is looking for. And I know that he, you know, he had Tom Brady and like, you know, throw the ball all over the place, but Josh, Josh McDaniel. No, no, well, he had Tom Brady before and you think, Oh, well, he's a passing, you know, he has a good passing game, but he wants to run the ball. Uh, and every time we got into the red zone, we scored touchdowns, yep. no red zone field goals, which is another big thing. We left, you know, we weren't very good in the red zone scoring touchdowns last season. Uh, we need to, you know, we need to do better than that. 
we had a lot of one, you know, close one score losses last year. I think that's going to be a big difference for us is, is uh, uh, finishing those drives off that get into the red zone with touchdowns. We had this many turnovers. Zero. Ooh. Sexy. Zero turnovers. Uh, Gabriel, thank you for chiming in, my man. I can't wait to see the D-line when Mad Max plays. I mean, I can't wait to see D-line when any of the starters play. I mean, the defar- starting defensive line in this preseason game, Malcolm Coots, John Jenkins, Byron Young, Jordan Willis, our second-string DBs versus their second-string O-line, we were dominant. Like I said, two sacks in the first in the first drive. Three, the first three plays, there was two sacks. With a team like with a team like ours, that was almost dead last in sacks, even with Mad Max and the highly paid Chandler Jones. If you can have this kind of depth, right? Mad Max, Chandler starting, getting our first round rookie mixed in there wherever they put him, and if you can rotate this core defensive line group, as we've been talking about forever, I mean, this defense is going to live and die by the play of the defensive line. It's going to be like, look, the defensive line is going to give everyone else an opportunity or it's not. That's, that's the scheme. Yeah. When you have that, and when you have that, uh, that depth, you're not going to have a Max Crosby fucking, you know, sucking wind in the fourth quarter, even though he's, he still looks good. He's not quite as quick off the line as he was, you know, because he's playing every single snap. It's just impossible to keep that up the way he plays. He gets a little bit of rest earlier in the game, so in the fourth quarter he can go out there and just ball out and not have to worry about it. And that's that's that, I think that was one of the 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 concerns about our defense coming into the year is not being able to say, sustain the pressures late in the games because the pressures are coming from one or two different guys. So we have a more of a balanced attack. We can you know you know shuffle some more guys in there uh, as the game goes along. We can keep our guys fresh. Edgar Benilla. Bonilla, 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 Bonilla. Game ball goes to the O line. Uh, what say you, Soto? Uh, like you said, it's a good argument. Attack, three three point four yards per carry, below average. But the pass, but the, I would say the run blocking pass was pretty protection good. was fucking great. Pass protection was awesome. Only once it was a bad sack. There was um, an edge came off. Just like Aiden had no no hope. Like edge came off the end and, and done. Outside of that. Really well, really good pass protection. By the old yeah, there was one other play where Aiden actually showed that he has a little bit of wiggle to him, mm-hmm. and he kind of okie doked. He pump faked and okie doked the safety. Are we saying Aiden O'Connell has wiggle? I mean, I think I think awareness is fine. He showed a little wiggle, man. Are we going to use the W word? Point. Are we going to use the W word for Aiden O'Connell? Okay, Farva's getting the W. The if W, the scarlet letter. That our former quarterback could could run it was it was mobile. If you're saying mm-hmm. our former quarterback was mobile, I can say that. Aiden O'Connell has a little wiggle. I don't know hey. anyone who said our last quarterback was mobile. You said. I never mobile. said he was mobile. That's not true. I never said he was mobile. It was a point of contention, Ever. and we talked about it. He got he got much better in pocket awareness, which I think you can agree. I, I don't I don't think he did, but. And I think his top speed was pretty good. He just I think he showed wiggle. Nothing. I'll say that. I said he showed wiggle. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, he pumped the guy that was dropping right at him, and then he kind of like did a little, up to the side, mm-hmm. I still completed the pass. Edgar again. Our problem is going to be versus running teams. It's still Maybe. too early. It's still too early to tell. Um, there's a difference in we've seen our we've seen the D line have a really good pass rush, 
they're the D line against the run. So, so we'll see again. Like I said earlier, I think what's going to kill us is a nice, honestly, the 49ers type of run game, a really elaborate misdirection type run game is how you beat a really aggressive defense, right? You get everyone swarming into the ball, busting ass going as hard as they can. And you hit a reverse or a misdirection and you know, all of a sudden everyone's going the wrong way. Like that's, you know, that's, that's the kryptonite to the type of offense that we're trying to have. And we're, and we're making that, we're making that choice. We're saying like, look, you know, we're, we're going to be in a super aggressive defense and we're going to live and die by it. That's going to be our identity. Good. Have an identity and then make the adjustments moving forward. So, so you could be right. I think it would be misdirection run teams that would give it like really good a lap Ravens, honestly, the Niners, I think teams like that can give us fits. You know, like when you have an aggressive defense and you have, like I said, the, the misdirection game, it's one player who's super important. It's the backside contain guy. If the backside contain guy can stay in his lane and he can throw the the, the ball carrier off course a little bit, it'll give it the chance to the other defenders to catch up. So you can still play that way as long as you know your assignment. And that's one of the three things they want the, 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 that this regime wants. They want smart players who are tough and physical. Mm-hmm. So smart's number one. So if you if you can know your assignment, you're not going to overrun things uh, like uh, Jonathan Abe. My, uh, my linebacker coach in high school, like he gave the best advice for both playing defense in football and just life in general. Quick, but not in a hurry. Yeah. You're not trying. You're not trying. You're not trying to. You're not trying to get there before things happen. You're not just trying to move for the sake of movement. It's like once you know for sure it's time to go, you're quick, but you're not trying to rush it, mm-hmm. especially that backside to contain guy, right? You want 10 guys rushing the ball except one dude. She's like, all right, I'm containing. Just in case. Backside. Just in case. Hey, we got something in Spanish over here. Translate. Translate for us. Oops, sorry. God damn it. You do it. It's the Spanish it. one. You get to touch it. O'Donnell, I think he meant O'Connell. Se vio alert y movido. He looked he, he looked alert and he could move and mobile. Alert and mobile. And he's drinking a beer. And he's sitting on his thumb and smiling while he Honestly, that was one thing that that I was thinking about doing is a, is doing a like a maybe like a 5-minute Spanish Raider thing. How is your Spanish? I'm conversational. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm fluent. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I use Spanish at work a lot now because a lot of the people that I work with don't speak any English. Mm-hmm. But before then, I mean, my last grandparent died maybe 10, no, like nine years ago. And they're the only people that I spoke just straight Spanish to in my life. Mm-hmm. And I never spoke English to any of my grandparents. The rest of them you talk gay Spanish to? As opposed to straight Spanish, exactly. Did you have you seen that um, that video that like I'm so happy like the Bud Light transgender thing happened just because it's it's created so much hilarious shit on so the internet, so much great content. There was one where there was this uh, this 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 like Mexican laborer and he's on scaffolding at this house and he's talking to the dude and uh, the dude's like, "All right, give it to me straight. How much is it going to cost?" He's like, "Oh, you know, about a thousand dollars." And the guy's like, "Okay." I give it to me gay. How much is it going to cost? Takes out a Bud Light, opens it. About a thousand dollars. Oh, 
It's funny because it's true. I love the internet. I love the internet. Um, so we didn't see, and not zero surprise at all. No Jimmy Garoppolo. Still, still kind of. We we heard him talk about it. Like, look, I mean, if you read between the lines, um, McDaniel says like he's hundred percent. We're all good. And he's like, well, I'm I'm practicing, but give me a little time here. I'm still kind of. There's still like the trail end of the rehab process. Is how we kind of translated what he said. I do want to see him in preseason at some point. I, I do think it's important in the game time environment that he's going with his starters, with that st- starting line. One or two series. I don't think it's going to happen, man. I want I really one don't. or two series out of him. If it doesn't please, happen next week against the Rams, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think I think the I think the middle preseason game is the perfect place to do it. Yeah. If it doesn't happen this next preseason game, um, it, it's just not gonna. It's, not, it's, it's the not timing with Devonte too. Like with De, you know, we're still kind of learning what how the severity of Devonte's leg injury was from this week. But hoping all that timing works out. Especially Mayor. Mayor had like a little ding, right? He still needs to kind of come back. Devonte. One thing I guys. heard though is if it was a a, a regular season game, everyone would have played. Mm-hmm. So, I I think that this this regime is a little bit more extra careful with injuries, uh, which I'm okay with. Um, it just all depends on, you know, what the injuries are. And uh, hopefully, and then luckily the injuries so far haven't been all that serious. So the Raiders opened the preseason at home in Legion stadium in front of what looked like 80, 20 Niner fans. Oh, it was a lot of Niner fans. It was a bro. lot. Even of at those luxury freaking boxes, those like club boxes on the field, it was mm-hmm. all Niner fans. So when, when I was when I was working, um, you know, I was I was working the UFC event this weekend in Vegas. I can always tell how busy Vegas is by what hotel they put us production workers at. When it's not busy, we're at New York. Or Cortez or what? <laughs> right. No. When when it's so this is this is how they how highly they think of us. Like New York, New York is our like five star, you know, four seasons, right? If we're at New York, New York, that means things are going means it's not busy and we can get the, the rooms for cheap. We could be on the strip, right? We could be walking distance to T Mobile for the big events, right? If it's an easy if it's a, 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 a quiet weekend in Vegas, we're at New York, New York. If it's medium, we're at those like four Marriott's right next to Allegiant. Okay. There's like a courtyard, like all like walking distance to Allegiant. So if you're going to a, a you know, you're just there to go to, to watch football. You don't care about being in a casino. There's those, there's those hotels right there. If it's semi-busy, we're there. If it's super slammed, we're at the Holiday Inn on Rainbow. Oof. And we were at the Holiday Inn on Rainbow. It was like, okay, it's a crazy weekend. There's a big like gamer convention in town, whatever. But it was also 50,000 Niner fans. That flew in to go to this game. A lot of Niner fans, and also because it's uh, it's like the first, like the last weekend before school starts for a lot of places. So it's like let's take the family. Hey, you know what? What better way to you know? Come on, honey. Take the kids. Yeah, we'll go. There's a lot of family fun in Las Vegas. Go to the pool. Have somebody uh, give you a flyer on the street of a stripper bending over with her butthole open. Go to Lake Mead, Hoover Dam, Bunny Ranch. Have Jimmy G drive us. Be great. I'm going to assume Jimmy G's 100% healthy, and he was just exhausted from sandblasting porn stars the entire yeah, time. Yeah, man. I'm assume that. Oh, so he said, yeah, O'Connell. Escando borracho puro pinche. Yeah, he's, he's drunk, he said. That's why he misspelled O'Connell. I know pinche. That's the, one, that's the word I know. I know what that word means. Yeah. It's so weird. Every time I walk into a talk career, they're like, ah, pinche wetto. It's like, oh, I think it's just their term of endearment. I think it means RJ. 
Yeah. Look up, look up Pinchy Guero. You guys don't know what that means. Um, I think we hit everything. Any final thoughts, Soto? Raiders beat the 49ers 34 to 7. Looks good and special special teams look good. Everything yeah, really good coverage. Good. Not any of their returns good. were big. None of our returns were anything special, but none of theirs were anything. Obviously, our kickers. I still say he's the best in football. Fuck the Raiders kicker or a Ravens kicker. I still think he is. Yep. Final thoughts? You the last uh, words, it's it's nice. It's nice to see what we heard all the last few days from uh from the joint practices weren't like just a bunch of smoke being blown. Mm-hmm. It translated to today. And um we just gotta keep it going, keep the energy up, and everyone just keep knowing their assignments, and I think we're gonna do all right. All right, that's it for us. Uh, we will be back. Uh, it's great doing a post-game show again. It's really feeling very raidery. Very feeling, again, football-like substance, the preseason, but smells like football, kind of tastes like football. Today was a good day for Raider Nation. We'll take the wins when we can. Ultimate optimism season. Preseason should be called Well, optimism. it should be. It should be. I think there's a lot of people out there who I think – I almost think a lot of people out there want us to lose and want us to be bad. It, that's what it just the, the feeling. It look, I understand that if things haven't gone your way the last few seasons as far as decisions go, but it's still the Raiders. You should still I, want I, them to win. I, I, I will not come down on people that have gotten really jaded, considering what the Raider the, what the Raiders have put us through the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. I, I understand if you're jaded and you're like, oh, I've heard this story before. I still don't know. I can, but that—that's—that's you know. that's what being a fan is. Yeah, being a fan is still wanting your team to win. You—you you can be, you know, you know, cautious, or you can be like, you know, I don't have any faith right now, but I still want these guys to win. I don't hear any of that second part. I just hear all the negatives. That's what freaking annoys me. So the Raiders win thirty-four-seven. The first preseason game. Got the, is it the Rams next week, right? Rams On Saturday. And, and yeah, Cowboys. Saturday Saturday game. Um, you might have to do that one solo. There's a UFC. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah, it might, might be a solo show for you. Um, quick note. Soto and I have a little uh, Zoom meeting tomorrow morning. Tell them, London. For, uh, for some potential new moves for yeah. this show. Um, we're hoping for the start of this new season to add some big wrinkles. To add... Add some stuff to get you guys more engaged. Add, add some stuff to uh, kind of bring you guys into the fold a little bit more. And uh, that's the plan. This, this Before this season starts, we'll add some new stuff for you guys. And we hope you guys come along for this ride. Until then, knock on wood if you're with me.